There are times, and most people don't realize this, that many times that praying is more important than preaching. Open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Starting at verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again unto every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to, the, to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever ye are justified by the law. Ye are fallen from grace." For we, through the Spirit, wait for the, for the hope of the righteousness, for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Ye did run well, who did hinder you, that ye should not obey the truth. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye will be none otherwise minded, but that he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. I would that they were even cut off which trouble you. For, brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. As we look at this text, verse 1 is really a battle cry for all who have named the name of Jesus Christ as their Savior. Throughout 2,000 years, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free. I don't know about you, but I can almost picture on the shores of heaven those who've gone home to be with the Lord and all the host of heaven looking down on us, on this old earth. And they're gathered at the rails of heaven and they're all shouting to the believer who was about to quit on God. Stand fast. Stand fast. You know, part of the following verses I just read are speaking to the saved and some to the lost, some to the unsaved. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says you are lost and undone without hope and without God in this world. He's your only hope of salvation. If you're trusting in your circumcision, okay, you say, that was given to the Jews. Many a child, boy child born is circumcised, okay? But I want you to know, if you're trusting in that, there's no profit. The same as church membership without Jesus Christ is of no profit. Baptism as an infant or as an adult when you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and baptism is part of what you think you need to do to be saved, is of no profit. You're not saved 
through those things. It's only through Jesus Christ. Some people, they think, well, I'm a good person. I don't break the law. <laughs> well, you're better than me. I do every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you know what the law is. Do you realize there's a law that you can't drive so many miles an hour under the speed limit? As there is, there's ones you can, can't drive over the speed limit. So you say, well, I don't break the speed limit. Well, if you're going 40 in a 55... Guess what? Yes, you have. They just don't pull you over for it. Don't believe me? Check it out. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't believe me? Check it out. Anything I say that you don't believe, check it out. If I'm wrong, tell me. i got to change it, don't I? The one thing I won't change is stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. You know, Paul is defining the liberty in Jesus Christ. He says, stand fast. Don't draw back. Stand fast. The liberty you have in Christ Jesus is what frees you to do right. To do right. It's not to do what you want. It's the freedom to do right. William Ames, a famous preacher of a bygone era, said that the liberty of one depends not so much upon the removal of all restraint from that person as on the due restraint upon the liberty of others. Think about that. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Hmm? Dr. Roy Thompson, Baptist pastor, I don't know if he's still alive, served for many, many years. He says, give people a good job, a house, and two cars, and they're satisfied. They don't care if their liberty goes to hell. Trouble is, that's what's becoming known of believers. If you're here without Christ, you're going to split hell wide open. You don't have to. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and He will save your souls. Jesus said, all those that come unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Amen? Want to go to heaven? Trust Jesus Christ. Want to go to hell? Any other way will do. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the are the ways of death. One end, many ways. Patrick Henry shouted this at the birth of our nation. Give me liberty or give me death. The next few generations that followed shouted, give me liberty. The generation we live in right now, they just shout, give me. See, the devil's trying to get you either caught up under so many laws, circumcision, baptism, other things, that you can't see Christ. And believer's baptism is commanded to a believer after salvation. I'm not trying to remove believer's baptism. But it doesn't make you more saved. It just means you're obedient to what God's commanded you to do. And it's a testimony. 
See, the devil's trying to get you caught up in so many laws and rules that you can't see Christ. Or your flesh is so concerned with individual freedom, what you want to do, when you want to do it, that the sin will engulf you and you can't see Christ. I'm preaching to believers this morning. If you're not saved, at the end of the service we'll have an invitation. You want to know how to be saved? You come forward. We'll have someone, we'll not embarrass you. We'll have someone take you into a room, a man with men and boys and a, a woman with ladies and girls, and they'll show you from God's Word how you can know that your sins are forgiven, that heaven is your home, and that Jesus is your Savior. It says these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. It's not a hope so, like religion. It's a no so through Jesus Christ. But I want you to see, we've been called under liberty. There's marks of liberty that take place in a Christian's life that helps the world to see those marks and points to the Savior. Turn to Matthew chapter 11. I'm just going to give you a couple verses starting off, and we'll get to the message, I promise. Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that what? Feel like you're carrying a lot? And are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The marks of liberty are different things that we bear. Okay. In our inner cities, one of the things that happens to so many of the young men, they get caught up and they get pulled into gangs. They get the gang tattoo. It's a mark that they belong. They wear a certain color or a certain thing on their head or a certain sash, believe it or not. And it's a mark of who they belong to. What marks does the world see to know that we belong to Jesus? What do they see? Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. We're to take up that yoke. Turn to Luke 9. You say, I got saved. I'm carrying the yoke. Okay, well, do you forget it? You ready? Luke chapter 9. Verse 23. And he said unto them all, If any man come, will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. What's that word? Daily. A responsibility to daily make a choice to bear the marks of your liberty. You won't do it in the natural man. You won't do it out of habit. You won't do it out of reflex. It will always be a choice. Take his cross daily and follow me. If you don't start your day with the Lord, you won't take up the cross daily. famous persecuted 
Chinese Christian. I think it was Li Tam. I'm not sure the name. So I apologize for that. He said, no Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no breakfast. Before you get caught up in the cares of the world, have you come before God in prayer? Have you come before God in his word? Take up the cross daily. I tell my wife, we have to do devotions. You know, and she waits on me to do it, and if I don't, because it affects me that day. Okay? My flesh gets in the way that day if I don't start with Jesus. Okay. Look at Luke 14. We're going to get to the message, I promise. Luke 14. See, you've got to take up the cross daily to have the marks of liberty. Look at verse 26 and 27. These are very hard words. I want you to know when you look at it, to hate means to love less. When you put someone over another person, you love the one and you hate the other. Okay? You can study out when it's used in the Scriptures. That's how it works. He says, If any man come to me and hate not father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I have known people that have come under conviction to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, but would not pray to receive him because they were afraid of what their parents or their family might think. They lost sight of who's the most important one that you need to worry about, what he's thinking. Look at verse 27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Disciple. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is what the Apostle Paul told the church of Corinth. It was a carnal church that had fleshly issues because they reacted upon their emotions and upon their fleshly desires. And Paul had to rebuke them for sin in that church. The Apostle Paul tells them in chapter 11, look at verse 1. Be ye, what? Of me even as I also am of Christ. Every time I read that, I wonder, am I helping people to follow Jesus Christ? Because there's always somebody who's following you. Always. You may not even know it, but there's someone looking at you. You take a stand for Jesus Christ, your unsaved co-workers are watching you. And when it comes to a time of trouble, if you've lived right before them, the marks of your liberty will help them be able to come to you and say, I need what you have. I want your prayers. And you'll have opportunity to speak to them about Jesus Christ. Be followers of me, even as I am also of Christ. As I mentioned earlier, Liberty in Christ is the liberty to do right. When the government tells us to do one thing and God's Word tells us to do another, you follow 
God's Word. We need to take up our cross and follow Him. Now, what are the marks of someone who's following Christ? We're going to be in Galatians for most of this. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 18 says, But if you would be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, that's inordinate desire, okay? Idolatry. Our memory verse for Sunday school was what? For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Rebellion. To rebel means to not obey the authority and the command given you. Lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. I'm not a witch. You rebel against God? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is that it may go well with thee and thou livest long on the earth. Okay? Hatred, variance, emulations. You know what TikTok is? That's people emulating someone else. People are getting rich by showing women how to put their makeup on. They're getting rich showing women how to dress like a whore. They're getting rich trying to tell men they ought to do this, this, and this. It's all look at me, look at me, look at me, and people are paying money for it. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of which I tell you before, and I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They're going to lose their inheritance. Christians do this stuff, don't they? It ought not to be. And then it says, but the fruit of the... And I'm not preaching on the flesh against the Spirit. It's only one point of this message. The first mark that the world can see is the mark of fruit-bearing. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. You know what? Those are inward. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. That's outward. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Man, that's outward. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying envying one another. The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit is what the tree produces. It's a mark of who you are. It's not that I'm telling somebody, look at me, I'm good. Look at me what I did. It's them being able to look and see the fruit that the tree produces. That's the marks of liberty. Liberty is the freedom to do right. What fruit is your tree producing? 
When I started studying for this message, God beat the living snot out of me. So if I've made you uncomfortable, come on in. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. I have to be very careful at the house. I forget sometimes how big I am. I forget sometimes how nasty I look when I'm not smiling. I'm just being honest with you. When I speak in a very sharp tone to someone, when I'm trying to emphasize and make a point, I can make them afraid. Right, Sam? (laughs) And then I have to apologize. I was trying to teach him something, and I God, he got afraid of me. After about maybe 45 minutes, and he's upset and he's afraid, and Derek's gone... Ah, it's a grump, grumpy papa day. I'm going to go to my room. I had Sammy, Sammy come downstairs. His mom had gone to work. His dad hadn't come home yet. I said, come here, buddy. Sit on my knee. He's like, uh-oh. Am I going to get put across that thing? I don't spank those kids. It's not my job. And I said, I love you. And I don't want you afraid of me. But I want you to learn what God says about what, we're, what the issue was over. And I showed him some scripture verses, and he goes, I understand, Papa. If I'd have done that beginning, how much easier would it have been? See, so uh, what you see is what you get. But I want them to be a follower of me as I am of Christ. And my choice should be what happened secondarily in the primary. It's only accomplished through the Spirit of God working in your life. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. What does it take to steal your peace? What does it take to get you frustrated? What does it take when you, give, you quit being long-suffering? What does it take when you stop being gentle? When you stop doing good? when you don't believe what God says, because that's what faith is about. The marks of liberty are believing what God says and acting upon it. Against such, there is no law. So the first mark that you take up when you take up your cross to follow Him is fruit-bearing, the fruit of the Spirit. Now the second one, I told you, we're in Galatians 6, verse 1. And brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, that can be any of us, man, woman, or child at some point, can it? Ye which are what? See, we've already bore the marks. You want to bore the marks of, uh, of the fruit of the Spirit. Ye which are spiritual. In other words, if you're not spiritual, don't offer your two bits. Okay? Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. All the laws fulfilled in two commandments. 
Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind. And second is like unto the first, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You know what we forget? We, we look at neighbor and we think about howdy neighbor down the street, right? And the closest neighbor we have is the person who either sleeps in our bed or eats at our table and stays in our home. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Bear ye one other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is what? He deceiveth himself. I look at that and I think if God resisteth the proud but giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not another. For every man shall bear his own burden. You say, well, wait a minute, I was told to bear the other. When they can't bear it, you help them. But it doesn't mean you let go of your own burden so someone else has got to pick that up for you while you help someone else with their burden. Make sense? Sometimes we have to help carry others. Realizing we need to still carry our own burden and not add that weight to the person we think we're going to try to help. And not judge that person that we're going to help carry their burden. But let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing himself and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. We have fruit bearing and then there's burden bearing. You will never escape burden-bearing in this life. You won't. I'm getting older. I have to exercise to maintain what I have. I want to go sit in the chair. It hurts. I don't want to move. I laugh with the doctor. He looked at me. One of these things they're telling me with my knee, so I'm trying to avoid the surgery and stuff with that. i got a brace coming. I'm going to have to wear it for six months. And he goes, do you think it's time you stop climbing in trees? And I said, when I stop moving, I'm going to die. Okay? Hey, you turn around. Does that mean, okay? That at 68 you don't climb a ladder? Because that's all I'm doing. I'm not climbing a tree limb by limb. Okay? And he had to say, he only said, he says, you know how many people we got coming in with knee injuries because they fall on all the tree stands? I said, I didn't fall out of the tree stand. I was climbing down. <laughs> and the tree stand fell off me. Yeah. We made that 18-foot tree stand a 10-foot tree stand. All right, so I went as far as fall. <laughs> we need to understand. You've got to carry your own load. You can't make it someone else's. If you're able, you carry it, and then you look to see who's struggling, and you help them carry it. Sometimes that may be in a grocery store. 
Sometimes it might be in a doctor's office. Long time ago, I drove Mary Lou, because Bill was working, up to the Crisis Pregnancy Center in Syracuse because they didn't think Patrick had much of a chance. They needed help. He needed to work. She didn't drive. She needed to be able to get there. They're my friends. I love them. Was it three days a week? Can't remember. Three days a week. Driving to Syracuse. And she'd go in and they'd, they'd do a testing on her to make sure because Patrick Woodley wasn't supposed to make it. I had opportunity while I was there when she was in to witness to a mother who'd come in for the same type of thing, Crisis Pregnancy Center, and lead her to the Lord Jesus Christ with a burden she didn't know what to do with and showed her no matter what happened, God loved that little child in her womb. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So we've got Fruit bearing, we've got burden bearing. Are you bearing others' burdens? Or are you so much about yourself that you can't see the one who needs to be helped? Jesus taught about that, didn't he? The good Samaritan, the priest passed by, the Levite passed by. Man was in the ditch, beaten, robbed. He took him up, mended his wounds, took him to a place and paid for him to stay until he was healed. Promised the person who was taking care of him when he left, if it costs more, I will pick that up when I come back through. That's the parable. Who did the will of his father? See, burden bearing. Next one we're going to see here in Galatians chapter 6, let's look at verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man, what? That shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. See, proper sowing gives blessed reaping. You hear me? Proper sowing gives blessed reaping. Turn to Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in what? Shall reap in joy. And he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Isn't that amazing? Goeth forth and weepeth. When's the last time 
You found yourself weeping over a lost person. Understanding what was in front of them. I thought it was very cogent with Brother Don praying here. Brother James and Howard each added more to the prayer. But one added, and we pray for those who are what? Performing these atrocities. Why? Because they need Jesus Christ also. Also. Goeth forth and weepeth. When you weep over something, it's something that has touched your heart. Tears are not logical. Or you could control them with logic. Now, I cry easy. Pick on me about it and I'll make you cry. <laughs> he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. We already know what that is, don't we? A sower went forth to sow. Some fell on the wayside. Some on stony ground. Some among the thorns. And some on good ground. You're responsible for the sowing. God is responsible for the reaping. It comes out of His blessing. And the seed that is sown is the Word of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart I have sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. My decision maker. The choices. That I might not sin against thee. Hmm? Seed bearing. The marks of liberty are willing to witness of the one who saved you. You know how someone can see your liberty? Have they received a track from you? Have you told them about the eternal salvation that Christ purchased for you and for me? One of the marks you'll bear is the mark of seeds. Of seeds. So you don't need that in your pocket. And you're preaching, you got your Bible in front of you. Christian Workers New Testament with Psalms and the Plan of Salvation. Church track. Where will you spend eternity? Heaven or hell? God's simple plan of salvation. Thank you for your excellent service. I don't go anywhere without them. Opportunity. To bear seed. To bear seed. Yeah, but they're busy. Guess what? You go through the checkout line. Would you please take this? You can read it later. If they look at it and say, it tells you how you know you can be saved. Do you know Jesus? It opens up a conversation. In the checkout line. I've witnessed to a postmaster before. Have a conversation with the waitress. Actually, Judy and I have had a waitress sit down and ask, can you tell me more about him? 
But if you're going to leave one of those, thank you for your excellent service track, don't be a miser with your tip, please. Don't leave them 10% as you're trying to tell them Jesus loves them, okay? You've got to bear his seed. Now, back to Galatians. Verse 12 of chapter 6. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. They don't want to bear his burden. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. That happens today in many charismatic churches. Oh, have you received the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost? Hmm? Has God given you the gift of speaking in tongues? They make that as a comparison of whether you are spiritual or not, whether you are saved or not. You need to know the minute you prayed and asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you received the Holy Spirit. Amen? We try to compare things to keep us from having to deal with the true parts of Scripture. Are we long-suffering, gentle, meek? Okay? But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is, is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, in mercy and upon the Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body, what? The marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, or be with your spirit. Amen. It's not outward legalistic marks. It's Galatians 2.20. For I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, there's fruit-bearing, burden-bearing, seed-bearing, and then there's brand-bearing. The world will brand you. Many people in our church have been told, oh, you're one of them. You're one of those people. Yeah. Amen and amen. Are we willing to stand fast? Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're closing. First Corinthians 1 and verse 4 says, I thank God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand what's going on there? Second Corinthians chapter 4.
Look at verse 7. What are we going to bear? But we have this treasure, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our what? In our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Why? Because man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looketh upon the heart. Please stand. The marks of liberty. Fruit bearing. Check the tree. Burden bearing. Bear one another's burdens. Seed bearing. They that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. And brand bearing. Is there enough evidence in the way you live before your friends, co-workers, family members who don't know Christ? Your neighbors, whoever it might be, is there enough evidence that they'd mark you of that brand? Can it be seen in our body? If God is speaking to your heart this morning, you need to come. You come. God's dealt with me on things in my behavior in certain areas, and I've had to give it to the Lord and seek his face. What are the marks of your liberty, and can they be seen? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to preach your word, and I pray you'd use this message to speak to hearts. Father, Without you, I am nothing. Without you, I can do nothing. With you, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Help us, Father, to be willing to stand fast in that liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.